Hi friends, Owen Locke and Rick Talley here from Locke and Company Distilling. First off, we'd like to thank Sam and Jay at the Unfiltered Podcast for all they do in our industry, community, and more importantly, it's just good to work with great guys like them. Owen and I are Colorado natives. We've spent more than a decade perfecting our Aspenage rye whiskey, and we think it's well worth the wait. Rye whiskey usually isn't for the faint of heart, but we have to say this is hands down some of the smoothest rye on the market. That comes from our 95% rye, 5% barley mash bill and our unique aging process. We age our whiskey in smaller 30 gallon barrels for a minimum of two years. And then we finish the rye by adding hand cut and hand charred aspen discs harvested from our family property outside of Fairplay, Colorado. This artisanal process produces an extremely smooth rye with notes of light brown sugar, cinnamon to balance the spiciness of the rye grain truly delivering a taste like none other. So if you enjoy gold medal winning spirits, want to support small business, please consider making Lock & Co. Aspen Age Rye Whiskey your next purchase. You can find our Aspen Age Rye Whiskey at many bars and restaurants and most liquor stores on the front range and throughout Colorado. Check us out at lockandcodistilling.com. That's L-O-C-K-E at lockandcodistilling.com. Cheers from Rick and Owen. Today is a special one because uh, it was about a year ago at this time that we had this young man uh, on the show. Yeah. Uh, but it was what, Chad, one day after the shutdown? Yeah, I think it was literally the day after. Yeah. But we didn't even know what we were doing then. <laughs> well, was that our cool. first was that our first zoom i don't even remember yeah because it, it had like have. totally at a loss here yeah. no but we had planned it to do it in person yep, yeah we did and, and then, then everything changed and changed was it supposed to be on saint patrick's day uh i feel no, like we I had something it scheduled it was the day after no i can't remember did they shut it down the day before saint patrick's day or the day after yeah it, it was, was right around i know it was in avoidance of saint patrick's day Whatever the Monday, it was a Monday, right? Yeah, I believe so. So yeah. it was the thirteenth was a Friday. Yeah. So it would have been the sixteenth, right? Yeah, yep. The two hours of um, prohibition. Yeah. Did you make any of those shirts? Uh, no, I didn't. But Everybody but uh, who did? Uh, Spangling? Did Spangling those guys do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying That's to think of who else. Pretty classic shirt. <laughs> well, for those for those folks who haven't listened uh, to the previous interview, can you introduce yourself, sir? Yes, uh, my name is Chad Bratz. I'm the general manager here at Jagged Mountain Craft Brewery in downtown Denver. Well, uh, this place is awesome. You've yeah. been here before. I've, this yeah, I've been in here quite a bit actually. Yeah. It was great to drive downtown for a change. The fact that I actually had to circle the block to find a parking spot was even more impressive. That's a change. We haven't had that in a year. Yeah, which yeah. is nice. That's yeah. I mean, it was it was a good sign for you guys. Yes. I was slightly miffed, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, these guys are actually longtime friends of the Morgan Adams Foundation. So uh-huh. we we've been in here a couple of times for Morgan Adams events. Okay. And when I was working downtown regularly, I would. Hold office here periodically. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. I want to ask before I forget, how excited are you that the Rockies are letting people come to oh, the stadium? That's huge. Yeah. That's so big. I mean, last year was a bummer to have them playing over there and not have any fans going. Yeah. You know, it's it hurts business, but it also just hurts the whole vibe of downtown. Um, so coming back this year to be able to do that is pretty awesome. That's going to be huge. You know, I have no idea what opening day downtown is going to look like, yeah. but uh, at least there will be some people who are going to the game, and that's pretty exciting. As the GM, how do you prepare for that marketing-wise? Like, what are you thinking now in order to let people know that you're open and that they yeah. can come here starting, you know, beginning of April? Yeah, you know, I mean, we rely mostly on social media, I think, as any other brewer does, too. Um, it's the best way to get our, our word out there, and it's usually the first place for our customers to check what's new you know they're going to go to our instagram or facebook so we try to let them know through that um but otherwise uh we don't really put a lot of effort towards the marketing just because we're the 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 vicinity where we're in um we get a lot of walk by traffic uh from parking lots around us from people parking and heading into the stadium um and in general if people get out want a beer they want a beer beforehand they know where to find us which is good so we try to rely a lot on that of foot traffic and just people seeing our sign when they're walking by um, and hopefully getting a little traction from that. Have you given any thought to hiring Dinger as your mascot since they're not going <laughs> to put him in the stadium? I mean, I would love to. I wonder Jesus. how much hourly that guy yeah, is. Yeah, just you know? fucking find that guy in a yeah. purple Barney costume and put him in a Rockies yeah, exactly. jersey. Exactly. Wait, the there's fr- no Dinger this year? No, like they're letting people in, but no Dinger apparently. What? So, why? I don't yeah, know. I, I couldn't tell you why, but it's yeah. a weird move. It's. I mean, 
Well, that that why, why'd they trade away? Guy. Why'd they trade away their number one player this season yeah, well, too? I mean, yeah. let's let's start with let's start with the easy yeah. questions. Yeah. Have Is you ever smelled an, a mascot though? Yeah. That could be part. That's just oh, a dude, I, I used uh, to I used to rock the oh. I rocked the Chick Fil A cow a couple of times. It's a dangerous, nice. dangerous nice. thing. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, okay, well, first before we kind of talk about the last year and walk backwards, yeah. where do things stand in terms of City of Denver? Uh, uh, capacity for restaurants mm-hmm. and all that. What's, what's going on now as we speak? Yeah, so we're at 50% or 50 people, whichever okay. is less. Um, so for us, it's 50 people. Okay. Um, nice. And um, which is great. You know, it's better than 25. There's there's opportunity to make money at 50%. 25 okay. is really hard. Yeah. Uh, when it just you factor in everything like payroll, you know, it, it it generally takes the same amount of people, bartenders, to run the business at 25% as it does at 50 with our space and layout. So it's a, um, it, it, we, we need to have it at 50 to really make it work, um, at least at 50. And, uh, and I think that's what the state and the city saw um, when we were kind of battling uh, through, the, through, you know, reopening and getting back to that point. I think they saw that there were, that businesses, if they were going to survive, they needed to get back to 50%. Um, and you know it's it's it, even on 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 our end it's one one way but i feel bad for the restaurants when you know you're buying stuff to stock a cooler up um and you don't know what your business is going to be like which has got to be very tough so 50 percent for us right now it's going great there's you know talk of when we'll move to the next uh, uh color down or percent up or whatever you want to call it but i think that uh the big thing right now is is the distance between tables mm-hmm. like we can only get we couldn't put any more people in here um just the distance between parties um factor so yeah. if that is changed then it'll make a difference and i think that's where a lot of breweries are sitting right now it's they're almost maxed out at 50 percent until that six foot rule uh gets uh, gets changed and i'm sure that'll come with more vaccines and all that kind of stuff so and that just you know it's a it's a slow rollout but we'll get there we'll make it do you have a question never, never. nothing never. intelligent <laughs> nothing nothing smart nothing today. whatsoever <laughs> how important has having this patio been to what you've been able to do for the last couple of months big bigger than uh we'd expected it i think uh we have a pretty small patio um and based on the cross streets where we are um, a lot of factors that play in to the the streets and that and their uses we couldn't really extend our patio beyond what we already had so you couldn't the, claim any street exactly yeah, yeah okay. we couldn't do any of that so that, that was the unfortunate part um <clears throat> so we just made do with what we had and those you know a month and a half, two months, whatever it was that we were closed uh, from from November until January, uh, and only allowed to do patio uh, service. That made a bigger difference than we had expected because um, our to-go sales had slowed down a little bit. Um, naturally, they kind of slowed down, and uh, the patio had picked up. So it was good to have people sitting out there serving actual pints of beer, mm-hmm. um, keeping our beer moving out of kegs a lot more, which is important too. You know, the quality and the freshness of our beer is is uh, is, is very important to us and is every other craft brewery out there. So you don't want beer sitting in kegs too long. Right. And you want to keep that stuff moving. Um, so that was important. So the, the patio really helped in more ways than we had expected it to. How, how were can sales for the last Can sales um, out of the tap room were a little slow. Um, I think that the, just the overall traffic in downtown was a little slower. Yeah. But our outside markets did really well. We started to pick up some liquor stores here and there, yeah. which is a new whole new ball game for us and a really interesting one, challenging. I mean, hats off to those guys who are out there selling selling the majority of their product in cans because that's not an easy gig but did you have to f- hire a salesperson did you have uh, a salesperson? no it was me yeah oh, myself shit, and Alyssa, our head brewer she jumped in too okay um Schlepping beers yeah, and liquor stores and everything exactly huh? yeah she yeah, we, we will both were ta- uh, tag teaming it and it was it's a challenge it still is so uh but we um uh we've got some good accounts out there uh, craft alley is a huge one too i think i've talked about craft alley in the past uh, but they are huge for us, and they move through a, a lot of beer. And so right now, it's pretty much the majority of our beer is getting sold through Craft Alley um, slash Beer Drop, which is their other okay. business, which ships it um, out of state. There you go, and Craft Alley. You've been served. You haven't done an interview yet, so they need busy. to do one. Some I free mean, honestly, fucking advertising right yeah, there. Compliments well, those guys to are Chad. Is pretty smart. <laughs> pretty <laughs> smart system they got going over there. You guys should get them on the podcast. I know. Yeah, I think we've tried a couple yeah, of times. Yeah. So they doesn't busy, uh, doesn't Owen <laughs> Owen knows those guys. Uh-huh. So we you gotta we gotta lean back into yeah. that again. Chad, are you yeah. surprised? Despite the fact that Craft Alley and some of your liquor store accounts are doing really well, mm-hmm. are you surprised that? 
can sales out of the tap room were not as good as they could be perhaps i mean i look around you mentioned your uh your proximity here Mm -hmm. at 20th and lawrence yep this is a highly urban area still i mean without the fact that businesses and and companies were uh were not having people working in downtown denver it's very whackable i feel like you still would have been able to tap into quite a few residential uh customers in the area and that surprises me to hear that that wasn't the case yeah you know our market is is interesting so we have a lot uh i would say it's a good 50-50 split between uh, people who live in the neighborhood or live uh, a short, you know, car ride away, um, versus people who are tourists. So they're the tourists sometimes have a harder time buying the beer because they don't. Some of them don't maybe think that it's a good idea to put in their luggage and check it and send it back, or if they don't want to. Um, so a lot of times we're getting those kind of customers, which they just aren't buying that to go. Okay. Um, and I think that's one of our our. Um, uh, struggles with the to-go thing um, is just our clientele, but also the fact that we went from very few in the grand scheme of the breweries in Colorado, very few of them uh, uh, packaging in a, in a 16th or 12-ounce can until like June or July, and then everybody's doing it. Yeah. So I think that all of a sudden that the op- there was a lot more options out there, you know, um, and that that's probably more to to liquor store sales than anything because those that's we're talking shelf space at that point. But I think that there was just so many opportunities and so many new beers coming out. I mean, looking on Facebook and just you know watching all the events pop up with you know Woods Boss releasing this beer ratio, doing this beer, and it's like it's almost overwhelming. And which way, which one are you going to go to? I mean, yeah. and they got so much room in the fridge right uh, which which place you get to pick a four pack up from and uh yeah i think that you know staying on top of that is uh is important to um like marketing and stuff but i think it just it, it flooded the market a little bit yeah so that's something i never thought about yeah. it you sam i mean like the fact that almost nobody was canning consistently up and until june or july is. and then everybody did like yeah. you had so many fucking options to choose yeah. from you know how did, how did you keep everybody happy right yeah as a consumer yeah. And talking to, you know, guys like Jordan over at Woods Boss, uh, he made a comment the other day about, I'm surprised that our uh, pre-sales don't go as well. Um, you know, the, it, we put a lot of energy and, hy- uh, and you know, energy to hype up this beer uh, that we're going to put out. You know, a lot of energy into designing the can to hopefully, like, grab some eyeballs and, and hopefully get people interested in it. But uh, when it comes down to it, you know, the day that you release that, maybe the days of people lining up for that beer or waiting for that beer are now oh maybe we'll sell like a case or two that day and then it's it's more of a trickle of sales and it is all at once and um i don't know if that's the dynamic that's changed because of the amount of options that are available or or what it is but but it is interesting yeah with everybody doing it and everybody making like cool packaging too you know i'm a sucker for cool packaging um, I don't know a lot about wine, but I'll buy it off the label 100% a lot of times. <laughs> and sometimes that goes for beer, too. If there's five IPAs on the shelf, I'm going to find the one that looks coolest. I yeah. don't know. But I, uh, I, I feel like th- there's so much happening right now that there, it's, it's like almost like information overload yeah. on uh, what beers are available and in what form. People are a little jaded maybe to the special event now and, and just yeah, having yeah, trouble. Yeah, for sure. But, Interesting. Um, you know, for me, you know, and for, well, for Jagged in general, you know, we try to move through uh, – uh, our canned varieties of beer within you know a month, month and a half um, to get them out on the shelves. Gotcha. Um, usually they have a three to four month shelf life on them, anyways. So we want to get them out there um, and move them, and it tends to be where we found that sweet spot where we know how much to brew to be able to move that amount of beer. You know, that's the end goal. So we try to kind of brew to fit that fit that model a little bit. What cool. are the conversations like with the buyers at liquor stores right now, knowing that everybody mm-hmm. has a canned product, yeah. right? Like, what yeah. are you having to, what are you hearing from folks? Is it, <laughs> yeah. do consumers want that, those, you know, multiple options? Is it people still go to that 12 pack of Odell IPA? Mm-hmm. Like what, what have you learned, I guess, in the last so, year? So, um, yeah. I think people like the variety a lot, okay. um, you know, and, and they like the, the kind of the, there's a total, there's a, absolutely there is a market for your clean, traditional, straight up, no adjunct beers. Mm-hmm. And there's also this weird market for all your adjunct beers. Yeah. And we tend to at least throw one of those weird adjunct beers in the canning uh, run every time because we know that it sells really well. And maybe that's a, 
you know, smoothie sour with almost more fruit than there is beer in it. Yeah. And but yeah. that's what's going to sell really well. Um, that's what people want. And it's something kind of cool. It's exciting. Maybe it's something very new um, or maybe it's a beer that is, you know, palatable to somebody where an IPA is not. Mm-hmm. So you try to kind of um, fit that a lot. And I think that the liquor stores, for the most part, are pretty welcoming of that. They want to have some variety on their shelf. Okay. They don't want one cooler door just filled with hazy IPAs. You yeah. know, I mean, it's to a certain point where it just is overkill. It's yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, so that's been, that's been good, uh, for us, you know, beings that we've been around for about a little over seven years now, and this is our first time in anything but a crowler or something that's been sealed on the bar, mm-hmm. um, is, is, uh, definitely alluring to, to the liquor stores out there. Cause either they've heard of us and they haven't been able to get us or they've never heard of us. Okay. And then you say, oh, well, we're seven years old. Like, wow, you guys been around this long and I haven't heard of you. Like, yeah. Well, this is. We're finally getting out there, you know? <laughs> it's taking a little time. We're finally getting there. <laughs> is that, I mean, have you been able to make up any lost revenue by selling those cans of beer? I mean, is, is it even coming close? Or no. was, I mean, obviously now it's a different, you know, we're, we're opening up. Things are changing. It but, is, you know, yeah. You're still around. Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, and, and this, in my opinion, kind of goes for the our tap handle accounts too. You know, that, yeah. that side of distribution is, um, it's really a tool for marketing. You know, we're not making a whole lot of money on it. Yeah. Um, in fact, usually when you factor in the cost of labor and the cost to drive the van around and get there, and it's really... When it comes down to it, you're really not making anything. If you're if you're breaking even, you're lucky. Yeah. But it's the uh, staying relevant, and yeah. I think the importance of marketing, whether it's a tap handle or whether it's a beer label, um, I think it's important to keep that logo relevant and keep the beer in the in the cans and in the kegs quality, so that people know like, oh, this is really good stuff. And whether they make a special trip down to see us, the goal is to get them in here ultimately, because mm-hmm. this any tap room model, the tap room is where you make the most money. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Um, so that's. The ultimate goal is to get them in here. No matter what we're doing, even if we were making money on cans, the ultimate goal would be to get them in here so we can make a little bit more money. That makes sense. Um, keep making new beers, keep adding stuff into them, um, and, and justify that kind of uh, before you know we we start. You know, I feel, and I'm, I won't say any names because I don't want to throw anybody in the bus. But sometimes there's, I think, breweries that <clears throat> if they're canning um, and they're trying to make money on it, they'll take. Uh, um, they'll cut costs in the back, you know, in the brew house. And most of the time that's with ingredients. Uh, and uh, for us, that's the last thing to get cut. Well, yeah. it's ingredients and then staff after that. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, we pride ourselves in what we put in our beer. And so we'll always make it, even if we're, if we're not making money on our cans and if we're just breaking even, we're going to keep our ingredients the way they are because we are pretty proud of that. Um, and, you know, we've always designed our beer to be sold out of the tap room anyway so at that model it makes money yeah, but in yeah. the cans it does it but it's all about relevance i think and and making sure that you're 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 trying to be a household name the best you can mm-hmm. um yeah I think that's so that being said vaccines are rolling out yeah course field is going to be a disaster but at least it's going to have fans absolutely 2022 <clears throat> we don't know shit but yeah are you guys going to keep canning or are you going to go back to the... We are. Yeah, yeah. And it goes back to that relevance thing. Okay. It really does. So you found the value in being relevant absolutely. on liquor store shelves. Yeah. And, and I think we found our sweet spot too, you know, and every brewery is different. Every brew system, every sale, you know, however your your business is, is, um, is modeled. But for us, we found that we, you know, we can the minimum basically is, is what we do, um, which, you know, doesn't save a lot of money on the canning side and the labor side for ha- to have, you know, craft canning to come in and do that for us, a mobile canner. But uh, for us, it allows us to get more use out of our beer um, and put it on tap uh, and at least be able to get four to five kegs out of it, out of that batch on tap. And then we'll recoup our money that way. Gotcha. Um, I really like that. Idea. I like, I like your earnestness in yeah. explaining how the cans aren't just for making money but yeah they're a marketing i mean yeah that makes a hell of a well, lot of sense you spend a lot of money on a can you spend a lot of money on a label you yeah. spend a lot of yeah. money in mm-hmm. in manpower and gasoline and all the other bullshit totally. that goes into it to put that to to get that can placed on a shelf yeah that's it's a lot that's all 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 in that's marketing money as far as i'm concerned that's yeah. not that's not production yeah. money and wholesale money for sure and there's, and there's, I mean, not to say that there isn't ways to make money on cans. For our size and the, and the amount that we do and, and our business model, it's uh, we're breaking even on it. But mm-hmm. 
but there's companies out there that make a lot of money on cans. Yeah. And uh, but it's all about quantity, really. You yeah. know, it's quantity. It's you know, do you have your label printed on your can, or did you print a label that then go then gets stuck on the can? Yeah. So it's all sorts of things like that that just start to like, and it's like ten cents here, twenty cents there. Yeah. Well, when you times that by five thousand cans, it starts to add up in yeah, a hurry. You for know? sure. So I've yeah. got to ask a serious, serious question then in my mind because this stresses me out. I as I catch myself just yesterday slicing the shrink wrapped labels off of craft cans. Yeah, yeah. How do you guys label your cans? I yeah. guess I haven't even looked. Yeah, good question. And uh, it's something that we, we face every day as we're as I just saw my employees peeling cans off our lab, uh, labels, labels off, off our cans, cans right oh, now. Oh shit, they're peeling them off. So yeah they are. So uh, so we we you know buy our can like or sorry our label like a sticker. It comes okay. on a on a roll and it gets uh, laid on there by the labeler at the end of the process. Um, and we get to the point now where, again, you know, our, our size comes in a factor where we have five beers up on the menu that are only available in cans because okay. we ran out of the ones on tab. We canned more than we kegged. And um, so we're serving those beers here, you know, because we want to sell our beers out of our tap room no matter what. Um, so we're cracking that can open and pouring it into a 16-ounce glass out of a 16-ounce can. And then, uh, you know, we peel the label off. We recycle the can, which okay. is... That's what I was getting the recycling at. Recycling is the challenge. That's what I was getting at. Yeah, we don't have a, a recycling service uh, oh. here at our building. So we, we package them, we put them in bags, and then I take them Somebody's to... Somebody's taking them home. <laughs> I, I take them over to either Denver's Recycling or Westminster, depending on... On which one I'm closer to that day, and oh, then yeah, man. drop them off. So it's a challenge, you know. The, the disposal of it is just a whole other thing. God and then bless you know, you, Chad, for yeah, taking those okay. home. And yeah, that's right. And, yes. and then you know, we toss the labels, but it's better than than being on the cans. How much does I hear that, that hurt? Some well, well, yeah, that's and that's really yeah. genuinely why I'm asking. Yeah, I'm trying to remember now who it was specifically. <laughs> That the can actually says, peel me off before you recycle me. Um, I know I True like, does it. I know for okay, sure that True, and maybe true that and maybe I've OMF seen, does it too. You. But there is like a peel label and recycle. Yeah. I've there's, seen that on a lot of There's a couple of, of them out there that, are, yeah. that, that tell you that, which is great. So yeah. for, if anybody's listening and actually listening to When I Talk, mm-hmm. do me a favor. <laughs> if you can peel the label off or slice that shrink label off yeah. before you recycle, please do. Otherwise, that shit ends up in the trash anyway, which is yeah. just wrong. So yep. there you go. That's my soapbox. Yeah. Sam's over here like, no, no, I got all these thoughts, questions. I prepared for this interview, so I'm kind of trying to stay on top of it. Yeah. How important is uh, uh, convention traffic to you um, guys? Convention? It, it depends on the convention. Okay. Um, it depends on if that convention is a beer drinking crowd or not, really obviously, does. I think. But honestly, we get a lot of traffic. I mean, cons- say this was 2019 or 2018 and it was, it was normal business as usual. Um, we would get a lot of traffic from that. Okay. Um, we do work pretty closely with the convention center and visit Denver in general, mm-hmm. and just try to get more people in here. And and you know we we work with the uh, uh, the team at the like kiosk and information desks at the yeah. convention center and trying to kind of tell them where we are and what we do and drop off pamphlets and stuff like that. Uh, and the whole goal is obviously like get them to walk ten blocks over here and have yeah. a beer. You guys are a bit further than. Your average convention center, we are, yeah, wanderer for sure, yeah. So you know the the pedicab thing when that was that was bustling, that was really nice. Um, obviously, like the scooters and the bikes and stuff like that help a lot too. Yeah. So the news, the OR is coming back this summer. Is that which will be good? Yeah, that's usually a good crowd for us. Yeah. Um, and we typically have a good partnerships with uh, the summer and the winter. Uh, a lot of different, not necessarily with with OR in, in itself, but a lot right. of the vendors in there um, that we work with, local vendors. So we're always trying to get um, an event here, or yeah, let us yeah. know. We like those events. Yeah, for they're sure. a lot of fun for sure. And we always try to get somebody in. It's like, oh, you you guys make backpacking gear and you yeah. want to show it off? We'll give you a table to come and yeah, hang yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. bring in the right kind of vendors, right. right? You don't want the guy that's just handing out socks all the time. No, no, everybody's yeah, got exactly. socks. You want the Unless cool you want swag. A lot of socks, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I like <laughs> socks. Yeah, I just asked because I mean. Yeah. Uh, uh, Denver is unique in the sense that it's a big city, but it doesn't feel like a big city. I'm sure right. we've said this over and over again. And in terms of breweries that are in that central business district area, I, I would think that per capita, Denver's yeah. got some of the highest versus like a Chicago, right, where everything's yeah. kind of out on the outskirts, or even a Seattle where you kind of have to take a little drive to get out For there. Sure. But here there's there's a lot of places you can go to. Yeah, you can walk or bike to a lot yeah. like more than you can handle in a night we'll yeah. put it like that yeah. so that's awesome yeah we can handle a lot in a yeah. night yeah. that is true well you guys are professionals yeah, yeah. Well, hardly, <laughs> hardly hardly professional drinkers okay yeah. um <clears throat> second half of the interview oh 
shifting what gears. are you uh what have you learned over the last year what have you learned um wow that's a good question uh i think more on the personal level than on the uh uh professional level okay. you know it's a I th- and I think I could speak for majority of our staff as it was uh, the first couple of months were stressful for everybody. Yeah, everybody was not sure what to do. We're super active people, and and uh, when things kind of shut down, it, everybody had an issue. Everybody had a you know problem, kind of like adapting. And yeah. I'm sure that goes for the majority of people out there. You know, but um, uh, we uh, took that opportunity to to try to. Uh, make the best out of it and getting outside and, and doing some hikes, doing some real like, uh, nature therapy, I'd call it, okay. you know, uh, and, um, as a team, as a team, that for was part sure. of the whole yeah. Jagged Mountain. As a, yep, exactly. So if we had culture. an opportunity to get out and do something, then that was our opportunity to get out and do something. We, uh, did a four day backpacking trip with eight of us awesome. this summer too, uh, which was really, really fun. Wow. On, uh, Aspen, uh, uh, the Maroon Bells Wilderness. We uh-huh. did the four pass loop, which is up and over four 12,000 foot passes, oh, which is really cool. Okay. And so that was really fun. And just trying to get out and I think more like, you know, you, you know, use nature as therapy, but also uh, use it to kind of just help forget all the shitty things that are happening. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But as a business, uh, We've always been very good at adapting. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, you know, uh, the whole team, um, the ownership, everybody's been very good about adapting. And this year, in particular, we really had to, you know. Yeah. And um, we made the move to do doing cans, which was something we had talked about in the past, but not to the extent we went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was huge. Um, you know, pursuing the little liquor store markets um, to sell those cans and just trying to get our you know our brand out there more and more yeah you know seven years of being downtown has built a pretty good base and we've got a good following downtown we've got a good following uh, you know pretty much all over the state but uh there's still plenty people who don't know who we are and it's just the goal this year was to try to do more with that you know will those team retreats continue you think yeah for sure yeah we've already got a couple planned for this summer actually awesome yeah that stuff's fun i mean honestly if we had the ability to shut down for like a week every other month i just do it we go <laughs> somewhere you month. know i would That's How, the, i like that kind of the, the, i yeah. think it's important i think it's really important to get out and do that kind of stuff um, it's on brand too. I mean, well, I was going to say, how, sure. how much yeah. does it that feel is, fake? It doesn't feel yeah. forced. Yeah. Like no. you're not a bank, so yeah. AJ, right? Yep. But yeah. I mean, yeah, or a, or a university. Like the same yep. thing, right? Like yeah. half the people don't want to go on a fucking ski trip, right? But, like, right. But I mean, how much Mountain. how much of that has been part of the culture here at Jagged Mountain all along? It really and it was just always a has natural, yeah. natural move. Hey, we're fucking closed. There's nothing we can do anyway. Let's go on a eight-day backpacking trip awesome. or a four-day backpacking trip with For eight sure. of us or whatever. Yep. But, yeah, you're right, Sam. It's on brand, and that's that's that was actually going to be one of my questions. I mean, how much of the Jagged Mountain ethos or mm-hmm. the Jagged Mountain brand is, yeah. is marketing, and how much of it is – I mean, nobody in here really strikes me as being a poser, for lack of a better no. word. Yeah, so. definitely not. No, no, we definitely live it, and that's uh, – that's the thing that's I think has come and gone over the years with the staff, um, and it's so you never know, you know, like we hire people who are super into camping and being outside, and we have people who are not too stoked on that. Um, but for the most part, they I feel like the people who get really drawn to Jagged are into that plus craft beer, um, but they're into the idea that we're going to go do that kind of stuff, and we're going to go outside, and we're going to go for a hike, or we're going to encourage that, you know, and it's like. Oh yeah, you want to let's push your shift around a little bit so you can get out and actually go for that ten mile hike instead of that eight mile hike. You know, nice. let's try to make something happen. Like, and always trying to work with the staff on getting them out there. And I think that's pretty important. Like that's the way I personally live my life, and I just think that that's the way that it it, it works best with everybody. So, and it keeps them really happy. I mean, we've had little to no turnover in the past seven years, which wow. is really impressive. Wow. Um, and the crew that's here now. Uh, has been here for uh, a long time so it's solid I mean it says a lot to like I think like our whole business and how we've really built like the family up here is um, as is just like the crew that's here and stuck with with us uh, you know during 2020 and 2021 and that's all the stuff that's happened so that's 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 huge you know and I I appreciate that a lot of our, our staff I mean that's 
massive. It makes yeah. my life so much easier. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Not to have to yeah. worry about that. I mean, oh, exactly. I, I don't have to worry about any of them. Like, I know they can hold their own. They're all, you know, they they run this place. I just assist kind of just thing. do yeah. it. That's awesome. <laughs> That's a good attitude. Yeah. I know Sam's got this second half of the interview dialed no, in, no, but no. I got to ask no. one more yeah. question then to that point, right? Like, how do you go and take this outdoor, so jagged mountain mm-hmm. concept culture and drop it in the middle of downtown 20th yeah. and Lawrence, Denver. Yeah. We're in the concrete jungle. Yeah, you guys yeah. are like totally. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's weird. It's not a bad thing in my mind, but like it's very contradictory. And, it is. And I, I feel like that mountain, that mountain vibe always yeah. lives in downtowns and urban yeah. areas. But explain to me how that makes sense for you guys. Yeah, that's... Um, I think it always something we've uh, we haven't I wouldn't say struggled with, but we've always thought about a lot is our our location and uh, and what we're all about. Um, but really, it comes down to like our passions. You know, we all when it comes comes down to the fact that we started this brewery because we were all passionate about um, doing something in the outdoors. Uh, we we're all passionate about beer, and the idea to start a brewery came in on a backpacking trip. Okay. Um, uh, so we've always just uh, stuck with that theme. That's what we all love to get out and do is to get out of the city and go explore and go have fun. Um, whatever activity it really is, it's, 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 um, it's open for that. So we have always pushed that, but it is weird being in downtown Denver um, with that kind of uh, theme as a brewery. Uh, I feel like you yeah. guys... Would not be out of place, not to say that you're out of place here, but yeah. you would not be out of place in Golden sure. or, or yeah. Georgetown or Bozeman yeah. or... Yeah. Totally, totally. And uh, I think that, you know, for us, maybe it's a it's a vibe that we throw off when our tourists come in and maybe they're heading to the mountains and, you know, it's something that we live. So I, I'm always curious about how it's perceived from somebody who maybe isn't here for the mountain life. You gotcha. Know? They're here. They're just the urban life. But it's I'm always curious about that, but... It is weird. We're in a weird place for our theme, for sure. I but love it. At least actually. we're in Colorado. We could be in like no Manhattan shit. Yeah, doing yeah, this. Yeah. And we would have failed by now, I'm sure. Jagged yeah. Mountain in the Florida Keys. Exactly. Come visit our second like outpost. Mountains? But it's, it's, it's malleable is not the, the, it's approachable. Yeah. yeah. In a way that I think fits all those. Mm. You know what it reminds me? Not exactly, but it's like Lucky, right? Or Lukey uh, Brewery out oh, in Nevada, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the... You see it, oh, it's the circus-themed brewery. But mm-hmm. you go in there, and it doesn't feel like crazy tacky. Right. It's right. not over the top. No. It's not in your yeah. face. Like, yeah. It makes sense. Yep. But it's also for everybody. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Authentic. Authentic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's important. Don't be too kitschy either. Mm-hmm. Don't need like a, what's no. the Applebee's where they just got shit all over the walls? Uh, the Trotsky? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many pieces of flair are you guys yeah. wearing yeah. today? How many pieces of flair? Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Farva, what's that place all the shit on the walls? You make yeah. shenanigans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly. How many different movie quotes are we going to blend right there? Uh, yeah. I went from yeah, we Office, space, yeah, we <laughs> Office Space to Super Troopers, yeah. which are in and of themselves both classic masterpieces. Yes. <laughs> I'm very intrigued. I think because of my real job about planning. Oh, lately, not because right? of super troopers. No, mm-hmm. about planning and like having to plan for the unknown. But now the Sam planning is not is, yeah. notoriously known as a planner. No. I, know. I have to interject here. No, I'm not, obviously. No. Uh, but, you know, like we kind of had to shut everything down a year ago. But yep. now you as a GM, you have to plan for 100% occupancy, right? So what yeah. are you thinking? Like, how, what goes on in that thought process yeah. for you? Yeah. You have to run a business. Well, the thing about it for us is we've been we've done it for years, we, okay. so we know we know how to do it, right? It's yeah. and it's and uh, we don't have any staff that is not familiar with that okay. being a hundred percent, and even you know being well beyond that, you know, opening day Rockies. It's like, yeah, back in the day, it's like, oh yeah, we probably weren't counting people coming in the door. You know, it's yeah. like maybe occupancy said one thing, we were crushing in those days. So right. you know, we're ready for the extremes i don't think it's going to get there again you know i yeah. think people are a little more cautious now which is which is totally fine and, and it, honestly it's it's better than having you know five deep at every other bar seat at the bar waiting for a beer yeah. um for us you know we we also pride ourselves in customer service and that's not good customer service so yeah. um but i the 100 percent thing is the biggest thing right now is uh staffing really you yeah. know because yeah. we're we're still running at a bit of a what i would consider a skeleton crew yeah. like we've got um 
probably eight staff on here uh, that, that work behind the bar. Okay. Most of them are part-time on the verge of going full-time, or some of them are full-time. Okay. Um, but it's uh, when you know two people want the same day off, then it starts to get it become a challenge. Like, oh, boy, I don't have anybody to do that. So yeah. we're at that point now where we're trying to wait for it to get to the next capacity level up. Yeah. And also to the point where we can actually add more chairs. So, you know, the distance between parties will shrink mm -hmm. eventually and then where we can add more chairs in. But I think at this point where we're looking good, it's just getting ready to hire somebody when that time comes around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what is planning the other direction look like? I mean, now you got to... If it goes we, the opposite yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, we know what, we know what I sure. think the doomsday scenario sure, is it could now. Happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So how, do, how do you swallow that other pill? Yeah, and that's tough for sure. Um, thankfully... You know, we had a lot of help from local and federal government, you know, with loans and grants and whatnot to get us through the last two. As far as a business goes, that's always a challenge. But um, we have, you know, means and ways of, of uh, you know, making it for sure. Uh, the staff is always hard. You know, the last two times that we, uh, you know, we shut down the first time they we went to, you know, basically shut down with three tables on our patio the second go around. Uh, so we laid all staff off both times, um, which is unfortunate. But thankfully, again, the the state stepped up a little bit on the pay or on the unemployment at least. Um, and honestly, most of our employees did pretty well during unemployment with that, yeah. which is thankful because it was a that was the most stressful part. Really, you know, I knew yeah. the business would be okay, but the staff is is a whole other um, whole other thing. So you know, we obviously we want to watch out for them. Um, so that's always a concern is going back to that for their, um, at this point, maybe more mental health than, uh, than finance, yeah. finances, right. but yeah. uh, hopefully we don't go there. I think, honestly, I'm feeling pretty positive about the moves that the state's making right now and the direction it's going. I think that um, we're taking like baby steps here and there, and then we're taking some big strides that is helping us out a lot. Um, and I think as long as the vaccines go as planned and hopefully that helps uh, lower that number down a lot, that yeah. we will be good to go and hopefully we won't be going backwards. The goal is to not go backwards. Right. Yeah. Right. There's also the five-star program, which they say- Have you guys say, been part of that from we the have beginning? We've applied um, and then I haven't finished, uh, uh, I haven't finished everything to get our, our guy in here for a um, inspection. How much is Denver embracing five-star versus some of the other counties? Uh, you know, I hear well, about it a lot in Summit County. Yeah. They rolled with it really quickly. and They did. Denver, it rolled out. It, well, Denver, it actually, they, they opened up applications for it, I think, like four days before they turned everything yes, 50%. Yes. So everybody lost interest, right? right? Everybody's matter. like, oh, well, I don't need to do that anymore. But it, but there's still a benefit to it now, now right? There is, and it's mostly with that rollback. So say we go backwards on it, yeah. they they say that we could stay at 50 okay. if you have five-star, if somebody if they go back to 25. So there's little things like that, you're like, okay, that would be beneficial. But today, <laughs> at 50% or 50 people, yeah. there's no benefit to becoming a five-star. No, it won't. It, because you don't get to yeah. go to... 60 people no, or not yet. Okay. Okay. No, no. So it's, it's in the event that, that event we of, uh, regress. Yep. Yeah. Which I, I don't know about you, but I tend to be accused of regressing more than evolving. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. Especially with that facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's gray. All Chad, of a sudden. You, you've, been, again. <laughs> you've been in this a long time and I don't think we want to waste the opportunity to ask you about the business. We asked Tim Myers the same thing a couple weeks ago at Strangecraft. Yeah. In terms of the craft beer industry in the country, what does it look like? What does the business model look like moving forward, do you think? Is it, is it more of this? Is it, I mean, I guess is the divide between the taproom model mm -hmm. versus the Great Divides, the New Belgiums, uh, right? Mass that, distribution. Yeah. Is, is, there's, is the middle ground gone? I don't think so. I think it's it took a little bit of a break there. I don't think it was very stable but i think it's it'll come back i think it will and i think that personally i still think that if you're depending on what size you want to open your brewery at um if you're looking to open a brewery um you know look at uh look at how much it's going to cost you to put your um beer in different vessels you know maybe it's not worth going into a can um at a certain level you know i mean but i think that the the taproom model is still there yeah and the tapper model is is very important. It, it makes a lot of money. It's uh, you not only 
making money and surviving as a business, but you're creating um, this, I'll quote Jordan again, but this third space, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, you have your home where you sleep and you eat, you do everything else, and you have your work, which sometimes, I mean, right now it might be people's uh, home as well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you have your work, you have your home, and then need somewhere else to go. Yeah. And that is maybe a bar or a park or whatever your third space is. Um, and for a lot of people, it's a beer, you know, yeah. a crap brewery. Um, and so I think that that model is still there and providing an experience and providing a good atmosphere is important. But I also think that you do need to put your beer in cans in some form of vessel smaller than a crawler these days. Okay. Because I think that there is that relevance. Um, and people, and it only took, you know, what, a year, but I think the expectations of uh, uh, beer and how it is served is, is changed. So now people expect to get um, a lot of really cool, unique breweries that they've never heard of at the local liquor store. Because mm -hmm. um, that's happened over the past year. Yes. As opposed to before where you'd go in and you, you'd expect your Odell's and your New Belgium's and those mm -hmm. kinds of breweries. Uh, but you didn't expect to see Jagged Mountain on those shelves. And right. now... Um, you know, you expect to see breweries like that. Yeah. And I think that that's important to stay relevant with those people. Because there's some people that honestly are, uh, this has changed them. They're not going to come out and have a pint and sit at a bar uh, again or for a really long time. They prefer to go the craft alley, the beer drop, or go to the local liquor store yeah. and pick up a six pack and, and enjoy it home. And that's totally fine. So I think the importance of, of, of catering a little bit to that, staying relevant in that mm -hmm. sense, uh, is important, but I also think, yeah, the, the taproom model is still is still really the, uh, the 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 big one to lean on as a brewery. With that said, I guess sorry, Jay, I know you wanted, but um, assuming that you know when we say working remotely, yeah, that's not going to be working from home in the same way that it was in October, right? It's no. going to be working at a bar as a yeah. you know running a business. Do you have to think about things like internet infrastructure? Like yeah. do you think about Wi-Fi and for sure and all that. Like yeah, yeah, okay. I think about a lot of things like that. Okay. Um, you know how to handle uh, multiple computers on the same networks. Mm -hmm. uh, how to handle you know in, in ways of adapting business to. Um, open earlier for oh, yeah. uh, a place for somebody to plug into a laptop into, you know, and it's maybe there's opportunities in that uh, to just adapt to that because yeah, in all honesty, you know, unless you have a really awesome home office setup, you don't really want to be doing that. No. Like that's just a lot. I mean, my yeah. wife does it and it drives her insane. Yeah. So she, you know, and it's like, I, I think like people like her, like who are going to want to get out and enjoy a patio with a beer or enjoy, yeah, just, getting out of there like well, getting like, out of their home i think our meetings might no longer be at work quite honestly they could be for here sure. right at three o'clock they meeting, can you know yeah. and, and have yeah. it be professional like yeah. we're meeting for a beer at three o'clock but we have to do x y and z right Dude, sure. you're giving away my entire pre-covid playbook basically stop talking now yeah. christ i, I thought i was the only one that knew this <laughs> secret <laughs> no it is it is going to yeah. change yeah. i mean it and, totally is and frankly it's almost the exact same conversation i was about to ask the question of in regards to like what's that third level of brewing right you've got the big guys that are just relying on canning and you've got yeah. craft craft and then you've got like a ratio is the perfect example right now ratio announcement is. of a second yeah. of a second tap room right yeah. and and my first instinct when ratio announced taking over the declaration space was my office away from the office is back finally yeah, there you go. and it's a, an even yeah. better fucking beer yeah. than than was previously there so yep. i i think First of all, back to sharing the same brain finally. Mm -hmm. But we're there. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's important to realize that um, the brewery and the craft tap room is not just happy hour and meetups anymore. Yeah. I mean, it is it is yeah. going to have to be a I don't want to say twenty four seven available type space. But yeah, I mean, Sam's point is like I'd love to be able to come in and get a coffee at nine yeah and switch to a beer at 11 before i yeah go back and deal with whatever at one o'clock in the afternoon yeah. or or you know i've i i think i've taken two reviews in the last 12 months from a brewery frankly because mm -hmm. what the mm -hmm. hell difference did it make if yeah. my boss told me he didn't care where i worked then yep. i really didn't care where i worked either yeah so. yeah um and, and i i think that 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 point goes to you know you know you want to have a coffee then transition to a beer a couple hours later is turnover restaurants are all about turnover right they need to turn that table over to make money so i think as a brewery you have to um accept uh the fact or embrace the fact that you you don't you don't necessarily need turnover on every table right like we have people regulars here that'll come in at 
2 p.m. when we open on a Monday and work on their laptop, and they might roll out at 9 p.m. when we close. And they'll yeah. have only and had three or four beers, right? Hang out. I mean, yeah, but they're getting work done. They're doing their thing. It's their, they're you know comfortable here. Um, you know, they're talking to our staff, which is also their friends, and it's you know it's a good place to hang out. But I mean, I'm not worried about kicking them out because they're still drinking beer you know um so i think that it's all about you know embracing the fact that you could have somebody sitting there a little longer um but hey if there's a a seat in that chair that's gonna it's gonna be pretty good with that said knowing where you are in downtown Mm -hmm. denver like do you have to think about overhead in terms of tables and chairs like as we move into the open have you even thought about that like we need maybe a few more bigger tables or yeah we thought about uh changing them up a little bit um you know some of these big communal tables like what we're sitting at here seat 10 um, which right now that's, you know, our group size is essentially 10 is what okay. we allow in. Um, well, we thought about chopping them in half and making a couple smaller tables yeah. and, you know, like the things like that, just to kind of, uh, increase the space a little bit and, yeah. and, and change that up. Um, but for the most part, luckily we've got, uh, other tables and then some, some barrels that we use. And we always have a surplus of barrels, barrels. floating through here that we can always yeah. use for furniture. So that's yeah. kind of nice. <laughs> I'm going to say this, Jay, you probably agree. It's nice to talk optimistically yeah you know and just yeah. to get excited about yeah spring and summer and baseball right. and beer and, and all birds this. tweeting outside my they window are, at 5 a.m yeah. oh my yeah. god daylight savings yeah. time this weekend is it this is weekend it is it's uh, sunday we're wait, oh so yeah things great. Are happening hey, here. eight inches of snow on That's saturday right. yeah. jay you're going camping with the boy scouts yeah. but wake it's up early gonna be to an that, hour yeah. earlier for <laughs> you i didn't wow realize you're gonna camping this weekend no i'm not i'm not you are yeah i'm sam he's sam jj i'm jay you guys are yeah, no. I know. I what do snow I do? camp? Are you prepared for that? I am. Okay, yeah. good. That's good. why I was asking all sorts of questions about OR and yeah. Jerry Mountain. I can handle it, yeah. but I don't I, know. Yeah, my kids are gone Is it really this weekend, weekend? Yeah, this weekend. Fuck. I've been wondering yeah. in the back early. of my mind. It does, it does seem early. What else do we need to know, Chad? Um, what do you want us to know? Tell our listeners. When is this getting aired? Tomorrow. Thursday. Oh. I'm going to do it Thursday. Thursday? Perfect. How many weeks behind are we, by the way? I just wanted to do one last week. We had to cancel. Oasis guys had to cancel. Yeah, but what happened two weeks ago? Do we have something for two weeks? Uh, yeah, we had. Two, I've been I've been taking a Facebook hiatus, which is good, nice. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. great for the brain. Also, do. when I get those alerts on Sundays about how much screen time I've had, oh yeah, way down, way down, like, way down. Yeah. I feel like I'm smarter. <laughs> Just yeah. get rid of that app. Yeah, I moved it. The app it's is good yeah. Enough. That's uh that's the big thing. Taking getting rid of the app and getting rid of the notifications on that. Game yeah. changer. There's been yeah. some profe- <laughs> yeah. some professional oh needs. God, it's yeah. great oh to be able to God. still tap into it periodically, yep. but yeah, nonetheless. Yeah. What else? Yeah, tell us. So besides yeah, daylight savings. Exactly. That's an exciting thing. <laughs> actually may not be relevant, but huge, huge public service announcement, I think, to our listeners, all thirty seven mm-hmm. of them. Remember right. to all set 37 your of them. You guys have more than that. Come on. Thirty nine. Thirty nine is more accurate, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Unless well, you don't observe daylight savings. Yeah. That's true. Sorry, oh people man, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. You know what? Parts we should be in that of, state. Weird parts of Arizona. Yeah. Who's what's what was? I mean, I know the point of it, but why are we still doing it? I mean, come on. I I know. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. Let's part two. Let's, yeah, part let's, two. We'll have a whole other discussion about it's this. It's a different episode altogether. Hey, later so, on. Yeah. And I don't know if you have kids, but with kids, it's even fucking worse. Oh, I'm sure I like, don't. Oh but God, I have a cat that wakes me up the minute that <laughs> son even yeah. thinks about coming up. So it's, yes, yes. But you do understand. Yeah. yeah. That cat can't tell yeah. time. No, exactly. Has no clue. No clue. It just knows it's hungry. That's it. Exactly. Sorry. So what's going on? Uh, Thursday. If this is coming out Thursday, we got three beers coming out in cans on Thursday. Speaking of cans, uh, Bunny Slope, which is a collaboration with uh, Gold Spot, Kalissa, Kalissa, the brewer at Gold Spot, and Alyssa, the brewer here at Jagged. Um, We we, we do quite a few collabs with them. Um, So this one's a Caramel Macchiato Blonde Stout, Huckleberry Roaster Coffee, um, Hammond's Caramel. Trying to think what... yeah, it's awesome. Nice. It's delicious. So Sounds like I'm getting a freaking cavity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta brush my teeth. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, and then we've got uh, New Hazy, which you tried earlier. Okay. Strata Galaxy in Idaho Seven. Um, new Hazy IPA in that one. Nice tropical, big like melon, and that Strata is just like strawberry, strawberry yes. shortcake. Really yes. cool hop. And then we have a uh, beer called Juice Cleanse, which is a uh, like a, a hyper mango fruited sour so we kind of labeled as a smoothie sour will it make me shit like a juice cleanse you know hopefully not hopefully not we're going we're not going for that so (laughs) 
fingers Let me know if it does. Uh, yeah. Uh, we might have, text a, we might have a problem we got issues. on our hands. Um, but it's uh, uh, mango, green cardamom, and uh, lactose in it, and a little vanilla. Nice. So it's it's designed after a mango lassi, which is an okay. um, um, Indian drink, which is uh, just a, like a smoothie usually made with milk. You could find it if you go to Yak and Yeti always yeah, has yeah. Okay, it, okay. Um, which is which is great. So, yeah, really cool drink. We decided to make a beer out of it. Hey, That's I the like idea. where your head is. Yeah. We got uh, bingo five to seven on Sunday nights. I love that idea. Yeah. Did you say bingo? Bingo. Like just good old, yeah. do good old fashioned bingo. Like with the ball. So uh, this one's all uh, digital. So you actually you play on an app. Oh. It's free, but you win prizes. You win beer. You win another swag from us. So, yeah. Other than that, I mean, we're gearing up for baseball season, yes. and we are open seven days a week. So if you're thirsty, you should just come down and have a beer with us. What time are you open? Fuck yeah. Uh, so we open uh, – right now we're open on two at 2 on uh, Monday through Wednesday and then noon the rest of the days. So if you're coming in on a weekend, we're open at noon. So when are we going to find a brewery that has EPL mornings? Now the uh, the, yeah. the now defunct yeah, yeah, rest actually. in peace. Yeah. Well, maybe Ratio will bring it back. Uh, Scott and I will have a chat about yeah. that. People would yeah. love that with all the apartment buildings there. I mean, yeah. Those kids will get up early for beer. Yep. Hell yeah. I yeah. did. I used to ride my kid on his bike. Perfect. Yeah. It was amazing. Gotta do it. Yeah. Chad Bratt, thank you so much Absolutely. for round two of this. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we warmed up a little bit uh, halfway through this. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Truth be told, I don't That's even remember goes, the right? first yeah, interview. Exactly. So yes. Yes. I'm trying to decide if I was there or just <laughs> hammered. No, no, no. I yeah. remember seeing you there. Thank oh God. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember seeing you, and it's been a long time. <laughs> I might have been a screenshot. You weren't moving, so. <laughs> we were all just shocked. Yeah. I think we were all just like, We were in a daze. It was I probably might have still like, been drunk for the night before because we shut it down here. Like We made it a point to drink a little bit yeah. out of pure misery i think but yeah. we, we made it a real point to drink i did that so. for like a month so and i was in the <laughs> middle of ppp loans at the same time yeah so yeah i was a miserable fucking mess yeah. So, yeah so with that said get your fucking vaccines that's right please do it yeah get, we want to get back to live mountain. music and all sorts of other cool shit that oh, we yeah. used, no yeah. Yo, used to be able to do remember the old days let's do it again yeah god <laughs> see god, a band in person wow black and white tv thank you chad appreciate it buddy Bye.